coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. It's the finale of our best Nintendo music of all time tournament with Greg Smith. It's dangerous to go alone. So the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? I am feeling so pumped for tonight. I am so excited to be here. Yeah. This music tournament is one of the most fun things I think we've ever done. It's occupied so much space in my brain and on the wall of my apartment. (laughs) Um, And it has also occupied uh, our friendship with Greg Smith. Greg, hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Hashtag Occupy Friendship. <laughs> right? Yeah, Occupy yeah. that friendship. Right? I we got to take those banks down. Yeah. I think it is like not an overstatement to say we could not have done this without you, Greg. I oh, think that's correct. Yeah. Yes. This was such a, a, a gosh darn dream and a gosh darn delight. And to do it with two good friends like you, it's just been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Guys, let's just say nice things about each other for the rest I of the episode. It. Yeah, let's just leave it as an eight-way tie. Yeah. All right. Instead of that, let's. I'm going to play the transition <laughs> music, <laughs> and then we're going to talk about what we have left on the board. All right, guys, let's do it. Do we, we have to come to a unanimous <laughs> consensus for before each? I can move on? Oh Fine. yeah. Well, let's play the transition music, and then we'll uh, figure out what the parameters are. Fair. Fair. Do I have to agree to do that? I, yes. Yes. You don't have to. Are, are you saying yes that you're agreeing? Or yes, Just that play you the have music. to agree. Because I don't agree. Is it too late to nominate 8-Bit Betty and our theme Man, music? 8-Bit Betty is so good. 8-Bit Betty's rad. I'm so glad that he agreed to do uh, our, our music. Um, but he's not in this tournament. No 8-Bit Betty. Well, the music is not composed for a video game. It's composed for a podcast. A wonderful point. Here are the pieces of music that we will be, uh, you know, smashing up next to each other, seeing who's best. Uh, We have uh, eight pieces of music from eight different categories from representing the the Mario division, Steam Gardens from Super Mario Odyssey, representing the 8-bit division, Silence of the Daylight from Castlevania 2, representing the miscellaneous Nintendo division, Love is in the Air from Yoshi's Story, representing the RPG division, Balance is Restored, the end credits from Final Fantasy VI, representing the Zelda division, the Overworld theme from A Link to the Past, representing the 16-bit division, it's Brinstar Overgrowth with Vegetation from Super Metroid, representing the... uh, third party division is the lonely rolling star from katamari damacy and representing the remix division of course is full steam ahead from spirit tracks uh as it appears in super smash brothers gentlemen now we must pit these pieces of music against each other it's true so must we reach unanimous consensus on each of these matchups or Will we just bring it to a vote? Because when we were when we when we got to a lot of these decisions, we did we did it by voting, right? There were a lot of split decisions. Yeah, there's a lot of two versus ones. There was a lot of two versus ones. 
Uh, so do, do we want to carry that forward into the tournament proper, or should we have higher standards for the final bracket and we must reach unanimous consensus? I guess I feel like I don't know how, at least with the final pick, that it's not a unanimous decision. Okay, the, the final pick must be unanimous. Okay. Okay. Um, also, at the end of this, we uh, pledge to remain friends. Yes. Oh, I pledge. No, no matter what. Okay, good. Um, so the, the very first matchup here, we are going to be talking about Steam Gardens from Super Mario Odyssey versus, Mark? Silence of the Daylight from Castlevania 2. All right, let's hear a little bit of Steam Gardens from Super Mario Odyssey. I think this was a, a little bit of a, a controversial pick at, hmm. at the time, right? And Greg stood his ground, <laughs> hmm. uh, championing the uh, original uh, Mario 1-1 ground theme, um, which is great. We can all agree. Yeah, sure. The Mario theme song is, quote, great. <laughs> what? Sure. <laughs> do, do you think I am being uh, disingenuous when I say that? <laughs> no, I think it is, uh, to me... An amusing understatement to what I would call one of the most iconic, influential pieces of music probably ever written. Uh, so it is certainly iconic, uh, and uh, it everything like all this Nintendo music is like built on uh, the bones of mm -hmm. like, and all of like Mario gaming in general built on the bones of Super Mario Brothers. Um, uh, I I always like to uh, like I think. That sort of um, entombing, like the the classics, like I, I like it, but I'm also I want to like push against it, um, just like for me personally. What do you mean by entombing? Like I don't necessarily want to because something is uh like old or foundational. I don't want that to be the reason that I love it, and I don't think that is necessarily uh, what what we were arguing about. Um, uh, Mario One One because it is a catchy, it is a good piece of music anyway. It's a bop. Um, but I think one of the things that for me puts it as like in such high esteem is its place in history, um, which is maybe why uh, like the opposite of that, like trying to uh, fight that sort of um, classic bias uh, that I uh, went a little bit harder for Steam Gardens. Yeah, I feel a little bit that way as well, where it's like I, I think you have to completely honor the ground theme as being foundational and as being like. A, just a really amazingly composed piece of music, but it is foundational, and I think that things since it have like surpassed it as a piece of music. Yeah, it's an interesting point that to me probably speaks to video games in general, which is like I wouldn't call Super Mario Bros. the best Mario game. Yeah. I think maybe there's a lot of games that have come since that would kind of in as objective a sense as you can be considered a superior Mario game. And I think that's true with a lot of video games, but it's just such a, to me, it still is such a simple, crystallized, pure 
expression of the joys of playing this particular video game. I still am in mourning that it's not anywhere in this bracket. <laughs> I just think it's not the right decision. Um, well, right decision or not, it's the decision it's that not. we made. <laughs> well, whether it is or it isn't. It isn't. <laughs> but, you know, supposing it is. It isn't. Uh, I, I also wanted to bring up the 8-bit version of Steam Gardens, which plays uh, in Super Mario Odyssey when you go, like, into the wall, um, which, uh, you know, takes all of the... Well, let's just play a little bit of it. I like that a lot too. <laughs> um, it, I, uh, it's interesting, like comparing that to uh, Mario One One, and I promise that this whole episode isn't going to be us justifying the decision. <laughs> I do not promise that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, it, like, I think the the Steam Gardens eight bit like falls short uh, when measured against One One. Um, but I think that shows how much the instrumentation of like the the fully orchestrated version uh like plays into why that piece of music is good um it, it sort of to that end we wanted to talk about a, a couple other pieces of mario music uh while, while we're at it um before you know actually getting to this part of of the bracket um greg there was a piece of mario music you wanted to talk about certainly i really love uh i believe it's the first level of super mario 64 and that is Babam Battlefield. That does such a good job of like mixing the like just really weird patch sounds and like and like the horns don't sound like real horns, but like they feel they feel enough real that it's like a an interesting um, juxtaposition of real sounding instruments and fake sounding instruments. I like it so much. Yeah, another one that just really completely expresses the joy of that game. Yeah. And I think last time we talked both about how contemporary Mario music interacts with jazz a lot. Yeah. And how World 1-1, which I will never stop bringing up, uh, is fun because of the kind of jutting up against clashing rhythms. And I haven't really noticed how the main melody 
is not swung in the way that the groove is. The groove is a very oh yeah, and the melodies and it kind of like doesn't work, but it does work. Yeah, remarkable. Um, on that note, I wanted to bring up the end of Super Mario 3D World, which is just straight up uh, big band, like hot fun. Uh, so this is the the credits roll from Super Mario 3D World. This is about as like alive and live as Mario music ever feels to me. Um, and I mean, uh, we were just talking about this on a different episode. Uh, oh, no, we will be talking about it on, on the episode that airs at the end of the year. Um, that uh, beating Super Mario 3D World every time I do it is like an act of uh, just like pure video game joy. And I feel like this captures it uh, just perfectly. Um and then I guess there was one more piece of Mario music we want yeah, to talk about. Yeah, man, it's kind of, especially, it's hard for me to talk about Steam Gardens without talking about Gusty Gardens. Yes. From Super Mario Galaxy. What I love about all these pieces, and I think, you know, playing a lot of these back to back to back, you kind of get the sense, at least to me, that each Mario game is kind of like pushing things a little further than you think maybe you sh- they should go, where you're like, oh, that's yeah. unexpected. That's like different. And it keeps like pushing and pushing. Like the beginning of Steam Gardens, to me, sounds very similar to the beginning of I Gusty Gardens, yeah. where you're like, and I, I think that's so uh, interesting when you're playing Super Mario Odyssey. And uh, Steam Garden begins to play, and you're like, oh, I know what this is going to be. And then it's not that at all. Yeah, totally. Um, 
Yeah. Ah, but Gussie Gardens is such a good piece of music. Yeah. Um, it's, there's a lot of tension in that mm-hmm, music. The mm-hmm. main chord progression, even, I think it goes to like that, like sharp 11 to the minor four. It like, it doesn't, it makes, puts you kind of on edge in a way that, like you were saying, Galaxy pushed things literally to outer space. It's, it's so satisfying. And, and keeping with a really like uh, traditional symphonic orchestration, yeah. like it's, it's, you know, strings and brass and woodwind, like it's and guitar and yeah, and a little strumming guitar in the back just to uh, keep the keep everything moving. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's one of the things that uh, like later day uh, Mario does so well is that it's like there's no musical tool in the toolbox that they can't use. Yeah, and I love that read of using what we thought we knew in the Odyssey track and then just completely yanking the rug. I love that take. So. Steam Gardens from Super Mario Odyssey is going up against the Silence of the Daylight from Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest. I know we've talked about it already, but it surprises me every time that this piece of music is as good as it's it is. So good. This yeah. time, this is the first time I noticed like the little like that's going on in the background the whole time. It's funky. It's a piece of funk. It's it is a piece of funk. But it's also still. I probably talked about this last time, but that little B section. Yeah, those harmonic builds are so just like classic, like. Baroque classical, which fits so well with like the setting of the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the there's the 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 counterpoint in the A section is also really strong too. Mm-hmm. So it's it's weird that it does manage to be both like a funky video game jam and like a baroque sort of progression. Like it's it strangely accomplishes two things at once. Yeah. All right, guys, what are we gonna do here? Steam Gardens versus the Silence of the Daylight from Castlevania. What should we go over the eight bit two? Uh, are there any? Yeah, I think we do have. Oh yes, a I couple bet. of um eight bit. We've got one we want to shout out. Yeah, um, sorry for hijacking. No, no, no. You you are you are correct to do so. I I, I thought you were referring to this other one on on, on the board. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I got you, Greg. Um, so you want to set this one up? Yeah, I think it's appropriate that we just listen to some eight bit funk because this is also some eight bit funk that is just like made a huge impression. Uh, this is, of course, Stage Music 2 from the Game Boy Color port of Worms Armageddon.
color port of Worms Armageddon. <laughs> it just, I'm so grateful for whoever was assigned to do the soundtrack and who decided the Game Boy Color port of Worms Armageddon needs to slap. <laughs> and it, we uh, needs to have that like wobbly uh, like tremolo on like every. No, <laughs> it should not work because it's yeah. like a it's like running into a wall of just like static yes. and like noise that is relentless. Yes, but not relentless in the way that like um the dam was from Goldeneye. Yes. Oh yes. yes, right. Like it, it really like they're not that dissimilar. Yeah. Just one pulls it off. Yeah, I think this benefits. The dam is such a fast piece of music. This is like a slow. The way you use tremolo, it almost like it's in dialogue with like G funk. Yeah, like early '90s West Coast hip hop. And the other thing that's relentless about it that just gets me every time. It constantly changes the key. It constantly mm-hmm. yeah. Comes it's to a always new moving. Chordal. And every time it does it, I like lose my mind. I played this game so much uh, on a Florida vacation, <laughs> and the soundtrack is burned in my brain. It's so good. Silence of the Daylight from Castlevania 2 versus Steam Gardens from Super Mario Odyssey. It was going to have to come back to this eventually. So now we must decide. Which moves on to the semifinals? Uh. Yes. Uh, yes. Semifinals. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the quarterfinals right now. Let me just tell you something. I'm so familiar with sports brackets. <laughs> I know exactly how they work. I know all the terms. Um, you know where I'm taking most of this terminology from? Hmm. Uh, the Great British Baking Show. <laughs> Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Guys, thoughts, uh, strong opinions. Does anyone is anyone leaning one direction or the other? Well, they both kind of are combinations of previous things, right? Sounds of the Daylight, from a music standpoint, mm-hmm. is funk and Baroque. Steam Gardens, from a more video game-centric standpoint, is classic Mario music with new flavor of Mario music. The overture careening into the surf rock. Which leads me to no point. <laughs> no, guess. but uh, that that is a good point, and like uh, interesting to think that they are both like a synthesis of two different mm-hmm. styles of music. Uh, but it's just interesting that Steam Gardens is like within itself; it is self-referential in that way, mm-hmm. um, which is something that Mario Odyssey, as a game, does so well, Very marrying true. the like new kind of Mario with the old kind of Mario. We've played the eight-bit version of it because the game brings you into eight-bit to play a side-scrolling version of that game. Um, I think I'm going to go Steam Gardens. I think my vote is for Steam Gardens. I am also voting for Steam Gardens for this sort of richness. Although Sounds of the Daylight is such a classically pleasing piece of music that I'm going to revisit a lot. Yeah, I think coming into this, I was sure that my vote was going to be for Steam Gardens, but I actually think my vote is going to be for Science of the Daylight. Yeah. Listening to it again, like... Do you I, want to hear it again again? Sure, I mean, I was just... Like, Sorry, you could talk no, I was just gonna say, like, I'm just like blown away. Like, I really, I think it's really, really, really tight. It is tight, and Steam Gardens is, I think, by design, a little more sprawling, a little more expansive. But I feel okay with like Steam Gardens going on. 
All right. So Steam Gardens is uh, winning the very first matchup of the Ultimate Nintendo, whatever this is, <laughs> tournament. Uh, next up, we have a matchup between uh, Love is in the Air from Yoshi's Island and Balance is Restored from Final Fantasy VI. Uh, first, let's hear a little bit of Love is in the Air. God, it's so charming. It's it's such a like beautiful piece of music. Yes, like it mm-hmm. it's so it just reminds me of, you know, like sitting out on the grass and it's a little bit breezy mm-hmm. and it's just like so nice. You just want to live in that music. Yeah, and like you mm-hmm. you're sitting out there, you're drinking a a lemonade and you you, you eat a red watermelon and suddenly you're spitting fire. Like a Yoshi. <laughs> You think Yoshi's drink lemonade? Uh, I think if you gave him a glass of lemonade, he wouldn't say no. He would probably gobble up the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, it whole, true. I think. And you had to, like, fish your hand out of his mouth. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, our listener, uh, Jason, um, wrote in with, he, he ranked all of our uh, all of our final picks. Wow. Um, uh, and for Love is in the Air, he has this one at number three. So it's a very, it's a very high-ranking one for him. He says, uh, lovely song, slightly more repetitive than the his number one and number two options. Uh, but he... That's uh, Jason weighing in. Lovely song, he says. It does have a, I, I mean, the loop is short, but I was surprised at, because I think we listened further into it this time than yes. we had in the yeah. past. And I was just surprised at, like, how much it changed. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't want to overstate it, but I was like, is this a little bit like Beethoven's Pastoral Symphony? Where, you know, like, I was just experiencing yeah, the man, whole day and, shot. like, a little yeah. bit, like, a storm rolls in. <laughs> you're like, well, you know, this is the life I'm living. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it certainly is that. It is like, um, yeah, I think pastoral is uh, an appropriate adjective there. Um, do we want to bring up our other pieces of Nintendo music that we wanted to just sort of talk about? The the, mis- the miscellaneous, miscellaneous Nintendo. Nintendo. So yeah. perhaps the most miscellaneous of miscellaneous Nintendo uh, music is, of course, uh, one, one that we didn't talk about on the show, but we have talked about on previous episodes, the Wii Shop Channel mm-hmm. music.
Ah. It's be- I want to spend money right now. I feel like it shouldn't work because like it's so because <laughs> it's so like little Spanish flea, but you mm-hmm. have like the one like, of the best bass in the made. background. Keep you going, know, like I know it's not like a, it's not a bad thing, but like uh, it should. It feels like it should be insufferable, but it's not. You're we're all just like swaying along with it. And I think like, that's a good way to categorize all of the Wii system music. It should be insufferable, but it's all wonderful. Yes, it is. Especially the, uh, uh, I kind of forgot about this tune. I think when I was pitching the Wii music, I was thinking of the Me Creator song. Oh, it's also so good. Which and is it also was, incredible. And it was incredible on like uh, the 3DS as well. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, I do think that's something that I really miss from the Switch. Yeah. Is, you know, you're, you're in the eShop and it just feels so lonely. This is from the 3DS. 3DS, got it. Yeah. Almost has the melody. That I was about to say the it Wii. quotes it. Yeah. I, oof. <sighs> Whoever decided the Wii and 3DS system stuff gets like smooth jazz classical styled music. Oof, you're my hero. Um, it yeah, that's one of the things that is really sad. I think you were uh, heading towards this, but that is really sad is absent from the Switch. Um, that like it its system music is just silence, right? Like it doesn't. Like I'm yeah. trying to think through, like, the shop channel doesn't have any music. No, there's just sound effects, has right, when you're, like, bouncing around. Yeah. yeah. And I, I get the decision. Like, I think the Switch is a more grown-up system, for lack of a better term. But I is do... It's really fun to grow up. <laughs> no, it's not, when you're for comparing it to, like... Peter Pan said, <laughs> is it really fun to grow up? That's what he said to Captain Hook right before he killed him. <laughs> Is that true? No, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, Sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> no, that was it. Like that was pretty much it. Um, we also wanted to talk about the great, great, great system musics um, that appear in the NES Classic Edition and the SNES Classic Edition. First, the NES. God, it's so good. I love, love, love how it like incorporates like the one-up sound mm-hmm. into it. Uh, and that's also just great. Um, like just as an attract screen, uh, if you just have uh, this thing on, it feels like it's a a thing that you want to approach. Like if it's uh, if it's on at like a party or something, they're like, yeah, I want to go. I want to see what video games I can Makes play. Makes you on excited that thing. to play video games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then the Super NES, which is uh, just as good. Thank you. 
An- another just like great sampling of uh, like 16-bit uh, sound effects and musical instruments. Um, that little bit with like the the triplets of that go like ah, so good. Yes, I I I think its usage of literal sound effects from video games is a little more subtle than the mm-hmm. NES one. Mm, totally, which I think works to its advantage. I've definitely just been on the home screen of my SNES Classic trying to figure out what game to play. And this song, I just never get tired of. <laughs> I'm just always happy to let it loop. Uh, but we are, in fact, pitting uh, Love is in the Air from Yoshi's Island against the winner of the RPG bracket, which is, and I don't really know how we're going to play a sample selection from this, just as last time, it is Balance Restored from Final Fantasy VI, which is the entire 20-minute uh, end piece of music from Final Fantasy VI. Is this a game that the two of you have played? I have played it. I have not. Um, it's, uh, I think, my favorite Final Fantasy game. I don't know what else would... Maybe 7 comes close. But um, just like hearing all of these little... Because the, the whole thing is just a, a medley yeah, of all of the motifs in, in the game. Um, which actually, uh, back to uh, Jason's email, um, he ranks this at his number 8. He says, I love Final Fantasy VI and its music, but a compilation of the game's soundtrack is cheating. For every strong section, there's a weak section, and vice versa. I don't disagree with that. Um, uh, yeah. I do think, especially, man, that like first section is so melancholy. Mm-hmm. It really like brings me back to that game, which I think of as kind of a bummer. <laughs> It is a bummer, but I love it. Like, mm-hmm. it's a bummer that I love. He does. Jason does bring up a good point in that I love the way he phrased that. For every strong section, there's, like, not strong sections. And that's why I like this matchup, because it is two really polar opposites. Love is in the air, knows exactly what it's saying and says it, and balance is restored. It's has a lot to say all over the place yeah do do we want to just for like to illustrate the point do we want to just like stab around sure uh the balance is restored for a little while So we landed on this section the last time that we talked about it, and I explained it away as Gogo's theme, which is silly. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it, it like it, it, he's right that there are for every like epic soaring, uh, you know, awesome piece of music. There's something like this which is appropriate, like in the game and as it's happening, but that I don't love in isolation. Oh, I love it. You love this? I'm having a great time. <laughs> I'll skip ahead a little bit again. 
you know what? Uh, I love this music, and it makes me think of all these characters that I think of as my friends. <laughs> but I think I have to vote against it because I know that that is part of the reason that I love it as much as I do, is that I think of my like 14, 16-bit friends from when I was 12 years old. Uh, and not necessarily the music itself is great, but uh, a lot of what I'm feeling is about those characters. Yeah, this is an easy one for me. I also vote for Love is in the Air. I vote for Love is in the Air as well. Uh, goodbye, Balance is Restored from Final Fantasy VI. All right, now we are moving on to uh, the Zelda versus 16 bit divisions first and these are both 16-bit pieces so great um so the zelda piece is the overworld theme from a link to the past and the 16-bit is uh brinstar overgrowth with vegetation so first let's hear a little zelda Jason have the first word on this one. He says um, that the overworld theme from Link to the Past, uh, per the philosophy that he wrote in about, he was the one who emailed us at the, at the beginning of the contest, uh, this song is too repetitive. Iconic and memorable, but repetitive. Mm. Thoughts on that, guys? <laughs> it viscerally upsets me, and I don't know why. Mm. To like, I, I guess I find it to denigrate like such a... <laughs> Such a sorry, Jason. I don't mean to be this. You know, we're friends. Um, you don't mean to politely disagree with him, but <laughs> it's such a. This music is so good, and the melody is so good, and the progression is so good, and every time I hear it, it makes me feel like a hero, and it. I I think it represents. I think it kind of does maybe what the balance is restored piece was aiming to do with its sort of filmic cinematic motif driven bombast and i think it's repetitive its repetition is to its benefits i think it's also like made for the repetition too like it doesn't feel like it overstays its welcome really like Mm -hmm. there are we talked about how uh the love is in the air is sort of a, a short loop and even like within its loop um that it like kind of loops back on itself and i would say that that is one of the things that uh makes that piece feel like a little less than perfect for me but zelda like i want to keep hearing i want to live in that moment of of heroism um and it's never too much and it never feels overstayed to me um so i don't this is one where i feel like it uh it somehow like grows past the repetition I think it captures the spirit of Zelda, like the experience of playing that game so perfectly that it's honestly just completely remarkable. If there was one thing that, especially this version of the theme that I don't love is I think that you really hear the limitations of the samples that they're using. Um, And in a way that like I even balances restored works around for a lot of it. Like I feel like, 
the instrumentation is stronger there. But man, I I kind of I mean, other than that, I think it's almost perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, let's play a little bit of its uh, competition from Super Metroid Brinstar Overgrowth and Vegetation Area. I like that one a lot. Uh, it's it's so unsettling, like the different, just like it, it feels like different textures and sounds like kind of come in around that like baseline as it builds up from just like a to like something a little bit more. And then it kind of gets like a little bit of a melody and they're just like all these little hits and like waves of sound that come into it. I don't know. It's, it's so neat and so atmospheric. Yeah. It's interesting. Listening to it this time, I like really appreciated the bass, especially in the earlier part of it, but didn't really love all the stuff that was going on around it. Like I like, um, I don't know what you call it. Like the later part where like you have like the doom, 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 doom. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that part is great, but the the first part I, I'm not feeling it that much. It is a weird, it's a weird, uh, a weirdly rhythmic construction. Like the it's it's like all over the place. It feels like you're getting punched, but it does. It makes my head nod. It it it, it does work still as an accessible kind of funk banger, and it kind of reminded me of like. 1980s Michael Mann movies? Totally. Or like like the opening of the People's Court? Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Absolutely. The whole thing gives me, and I think these cultural touchstones speak to it, it's a very dark, uh, edgy, gritty mood that it sets. And for me, generally, that's not Nintendo's voice. Yeah, it is frequently the Metroid voice. True, very true. But but yeah, I mean, you, you, I think you are correct in saying that that is not. It, it feels perhaps uh, dishonest to put that forth as like representative of Nintendo music. Maybe yeah, and um, at the very least, feels kind of performatively edgy to me. Mm, mm. I like it. I like what it's doing. But I'm you know 
to put my cards on the table, I'm voting for Overworld theme. Well, but before we get to <gasps> uh, before we get to voting, uh, Colton Ols- Ol- Olson, excuse me, wrote in uh, and said, uh, "I'm so glad that my nominated Brinstar music won the best of the 16-bit music." So he nominated this piece. Um, now I feel sad. Well, don't don't feel sad. Uh, he said, "I wanted to defend why this is the best piece of Nintendo music of all time and address some criticisms from the podcast. The B part is awesome when put in context with the A part. The B part totally rocks. So I think when we played it before we sort of like uh stopped uh before it got to the uh b section um uh he said when i listened to it on the podcast it didn't sound so hot because it was isolated by itself uh when it's connected to the a part and continuity with the conclusion it sounds amazing um and he says oh also the funk okay it's funky but it kind of foreshadows the chozo ruins theme and the fendrana riffs theme from uh metroid prime uh so Basically, he concludes by saying that he loves it and it deserves to win. Uh, but I think, and I do love this piece of music, I think I also have to go with the overworld theme from The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Yeah, same. I do want to speak to that continuity point he mentioned, though, which I think is a very good point. The first part, while my head nods to it, it is very tense and very broken and very segmented. The moment it clicks into that more steady ding, 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 it does both parts pop more and it is because of that continuity so that's really keen listening uh all right now we are moving on to the last match in the quarterfinals it is lonely rolling star from katamari damacy versus full steam ahead from the spirit tracks uh and also from smash brothers i don't know how to express this full steam ahead spirit tracks from smash yeah it's the the main theme from the legend of zelda spirit tracks but the arrangement right. is from Smash Brothers. Okay. Uh, but first, we're going to start by listening to Katamari Damacy, Lonely Rolling Star. Uh, man, that when the like full set of vocals comes in, 
Uh, it's so big and so good. I want it to go like 16th notes on the hi-hat and just like just like a straight dance beat. Uh, and it doesn't quite like it. It doesn't quite give us that. It, it's more restrained, I think, than I want it to be. But it's a really cool piece of music. That's interesting. You bring that up. I I do think in general this piece of music, it wears like a cutesy even twee coat, mm-hmm. but underneath it it is a very patiently arranged yeah kind of interestingly the chord progression on this thing is so interesting to me i i love this piece it really does it for me yeah this is my one of my like go-to just like feel good songs i just feel like it's like pure joy Mm -hmm. i just love it i just love it so much i feel like all of the pieces that we've chosen so far um steam gardens love is in the air overworld theme like represent their games so perfectly. Yeah. Um, and I really feel like Lonely Rolling Star represents Katamari Damacy to me. Uh, and so that is going up against full steam ahead from, <laughs> from Spirit Tracks from Smash. <laughs> just keeps going man a game i hate but a theme <laughs> i love like honestly maybe like my favorite zelda theme of like the modern zelda games i really like that this arrangement um also brings in uh other zelda themes um like you get the the get main zelda theme and it feels great and there's there's I'm not really sure how to describe like the texture of the music before like it gets really symphonic, like when it's uh, just like the sort of like whistle and the it, it, uh, banjo. It gives me kind of Bella Fleck and the Fleck tones, totally sort of sort of vibes. And then it like transitions from that kind of seamlessly to where I don't really know where it starts um, to become like an orchestral piece of music, and then backs away from it too. Like I, I'm not really able to track in my head the 
how it's making these transitions. So I have to admit that. Um, so first of all, I love I love this theme. I love the beginning of this theme because mm-hmm. I feel like it captures like a wistfulness mm-hmm. and um, you know like you're and then like it really like builds momentum and you're going on the adventure. Um, but I uh, this particular arrangement is a little doing a little bit too much for me in a lot of the sections. I actually prefer kind of prefer the DS the version, like the more like pared down version. There are parts of this that I think it works really well to have like um, so many choices going on, but there are other parts where it feels like a little too much. There is uh, there, there is one part of it where there's like a, a xylophone accompanying the, the string uh, melody. I heard that too. Um, that feels cheesy or like Christmassy or, or something uh, that sort of like, for me like tips the scale mm-hmm. from like uh clever or like effective arrangement to like arrangement for arrangement's sake yeah there is a lot of arrangement for arrangement's sake in this and i like the word i like that you use the word choices it is making a ton of a bunch of choices but it never it it it, it kind of goes off the tracks for me a little bit and it kind of like spits out a bunch of choices everywhere as opposed to focusing on one would you would you mind we this will this will be the one that we like base our decision off of but would you mind finding the trying to find the ds uh yes one and seeing if um because i would just be interested in like comparing mm-hmm. the two especially like uh side by side so just to give it credit one piece of auxiliary percussion arrangement choice that i do love about this version there's just one uh uh tubular bell played in this <laughs> and I heard it the last time, and I heard it again this time, and it ooh, it works. Ooh. Oh yeah, he just makes me think I'm listening to the Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> yeah, just oh. <laughs> just in disarm. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Okay, so here's the uh, original uh, Spirit Track, Super Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> So I think the like the the smallness of it does like make more uh, like cohesive sense. Like, but I think it struggles in the B section too. Well, I, I I guess for this one, like I think it doesn't. It never hits as hard. Like the highs are never as high. Yeah. Um. But I think it is the mo- more. I mean, just consistent. Yeah. I agree, though. I did. I, if there was an arrangement in the middle of these two, that might be the sweet spot. Um, so, uh, Jason wrote in, uh, uh, of course, with all of his rankings, he puts these two as his top two. Wow. Uh, so, um, Katamari Damacy at number two and, uh, full steam ahead at number one. And I'd like to just read what, what he wrote about them. Cause we are going to be deciding which one of them moves on from here. Um, so, uh, for lonely rolling star, lonely rolling star, he says, this is a fantastic song. Not repetitive, uplifting, works with or without the vocals, matches the goofy premise of the game. 
I refuse to give a PlayStation 2 game ported over ported years later to the Switch a nod as best Nintendo music. Valid point. <laughs> Valid. Yeah. Uh, and then for a full steam ahead, he says, if this if the sky from Skyward Sword captures the feel of flying and Hyrule feel cap Hyrule Field capture captures the feel of riding horseback, then this perfectly captures riding a train into the unknown, just as good on the DS as it is in the Smash Brothers remix. Yeah, this one is probably the hardest one for me so far. I re- I really like both of these pieces of music. For me, for the Jason bracket, um, I think I have to give it to, even though I totally hear the point of it's PS2 ported to Switch years later, uh, Lonely Rolling Star takes it for me. Um, I think it is a... I think it, it it does a lot of the things Full Steam Ahead is trying to do, but it does it a little with a little more control, even though it's not necessarily a controlled, in quotes, feeling piece. I, I just find it a remarkable piece of music that does a lot. Yeah, I am also going to vote for uh, Lonely Rolling Star here, uh, acknowledging full well that uh, if this makes it to the end, we will have some explaining to do if about this, this is the best piece of Nintendo music. <laughs> And Mario One One is knocked out, <laughs> and we know that Mario One One has been knocked out. That is in the past, Greg. Man, uh, I also will vote for Lonely Rolling Star. Lonely Rolling Star advances to these uh, the semifinals, which means now we are matching up Steam Gardens from Super Mario Odyssey versus Love Is in the Air from Yoshi. Uh, I'm gonna pick up Steam Gardens right where we left it off. It just makes me smile at this point. I don't have anything new to say about it. I just, I just like it. Shoutouts to that little uh, bring. Oh man, down completely the, uh, fretboard. Very, very genre appropriate. Mm-hmm. And that is, of course, going up against "Love Is in the Air." In some ways, it's doing like some very like traditional ways of uh, like classical ways of, of exploring a theme. Mm-hmm. Um, like it has that uh, development section where like you can hear it like playing with uh, like what's happening harmonically, and then uh, you know like later as the that pattern is playing out in the like 
kind of guitar instrument whatever it is that's uh like the corded instrument and then like the like bass string gets the melody um that it's i mean that that is a really remarkable little piece of music it makes me feel like i'm in a miyazaki film yeah like you know like beautiful green grass beautiful blue sky totoro's running around with me you know like i just love it i really really love it i not that we're comparing the two yet but like i think what I appreciate most about Steam Gardens, honestly, is just like the um, when you're listening to it, it's just like the performance of uh, like the guitar, and the rest of it is fun and interesting. But it's like really just the performance versus um, for me, like Love Is in the Air as a whole, I just appreciate more. Mm. What do you think in here, Greg? Well, it's, I want to extend that Miyazaki metaphor to it's total breaking point if we can i do agree that love is in the air feels like one of his more tender works steam gardens gives me kind of like a porco rosso vibe nice it's like here's where i think my dichotomy between these two pieces is steam gardens makes me feel cool when i listen to it like a michael keaton voiced uh, airplane flying dope pig (laughs) Mm -hmm. and love is in the air makes me feel nice makes feel warm yes and normally, I go to a Nintendo piece, or a Nintendo game, rather, with the desired goal of feeling nice and warm, not to feel, quote-unquote, cool. And yet, there is something about the instrumentation of Steam Gardens, the performance, like you phrased it. This is a really tough one for yeah, me. Yeah, it's, it, it's very hard. I like legitimately have no idea which way I'm going to vote. And like, if, if we were to, to vote right now... <laughs> which we're not. Which we're not. But if we were to do it, uh, I would I would be surprised by all three of our votes. I think like yeah. I, I I have I don't have anyone nailed down on this. I think we both we all deeply love both of these pieces. Yeah. But we need there can only be one winner here. Oh, man. So, <sighs> I was actually I was gonna say I think I know who I'm gonna vote, and it is going to be. You Blank. were just hoping that I don't have the guts to you do it. Take a running no, jump. no, yeah, kind of, kind of. It's like when you know you don't really know what you're gonna order, and then the waiter shows up, and you're like, I get, I'll just go with my gut. Whenever I do that, I just end up getting whatever the person uh, I was there with <laughs> ordered. <laughs> uh, I always go, oh, that sounds good. I'll have that. <laughs> so one of you pick, and then I'll pick the same. One. Oh yeah. boy. Uh, no, I, th- I do. I think I know how I'm gonna vote. Um, and a, for me, it is uh, based in surprise. It is based in uh, the experience of playing Super Mario Odyssey, which for me is more about fun and wonder, uh, where Yoshi's Story is like a chill time. And I like having a chill time, but I also like being wowed. I like uh, walking into a big open space and, you know, thinking like, what is this? Um, and the game at first offering me one thing, it's a mysterious uh, Super Mario Odyssey st- or Super Mario Galaxy style level, but then revealing, nah, man, we're having fun. We're kicking it. We're playing surf rock. Grab a beer. We're all having a good time. I'm going to vote for Steam Gardens. I'm going to vote next so we can make Mark be the tiebreaker. Because Very I good. liked doing that in the last episode. <laughs> I will vote for Love is in the Air. And I will vote for it because of a very choice word you chose, Patrick Ellers, which is let's grab a beer. Steam Gardens, to me, is a less 
I too love the experience of a Mario game that awe strikes you, mm -hmm. that gives you that sense of wonder. But for me, and maybe this is just a personal thing, the Nintendo experience tends to be tapped into my childlike sense of wonder. Mm. Uh, the way that maybe like Jump Up Superstar, that level does. Steam Gardens, grabbing a beer, kicking it, being cool, is like kind of a grown-up level of awe and wonder. I know this is kind of an absurd argument to make, but Steam Gardens just feels a little too cool older brother rather than like open-minded truly wonder feeling child which is what i love the most about nintendo despite the fact that you are yourself a cool older brother i am a younger brother only a younger brother that's right <laughs> it's true and so i must play into my younger brother status i must vote for love is in the air so Mark, uh, think about your siblings. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I'm, I'm right in the middle. <laughs> well, so uh, well, you can't vote for both of them. <laughs> um, so you know, one of the reasons I championed Steam Gardens in the beginning was that it like uh, pushed Mario beyond where I I think like its comfort zone, um, and. I really, really love that piece, but I think my vote is for Love's in the Air. Ooh. Ooh. And it, it, it does come down to, like, as... I, I just don't find Steam Gardens, like, comforting. I would not turn to Steam Gardens for anything other than, you know, like... To like, I like it as a piece of music. To put on music. a pair of sunglasses, right? No, exactly. Like, <laughs> and yeah. shorts with a floral print on them. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean that's fun. <laughs> absolutely, I would completely do that. Um, but for me, like video game music, I want it to move me, and I don't think that Steam Gardens moves me. So okay. yeah, love is in the air is my vote. Uh, it, it it this battle hurts. Yeah, I, it, it does hurts hurt. to see Steam Gardens go. I gotta say. Uh, which means we the other side of the semifinals is uh, the overworld theme from Zelda Link to the Past versus Lonely Rolling Star from Katamari Damacy. Uh, let's start with the uh, Zelda again. Oh, the uh, video that I was uh, playing it from faded out on its own. <laughs> we can take the hint video. Um, so uh, one thing I do want to bring up about uh, the Zelda overworld theme uh, is that I love, love, love the way it's used at the end of A Link to the Past. Can I pull that up? Yeah, the, please. The yeah, I don't think I'm familiar with that arrangement. While you're pulling that up, I would love to talk about its... It it feels like a John Williams fanfare to me. In my brain, it is as like instantly putting me in a time and a place as the big Star Wars chord that yeah. opens every film. It just it takes you there so quickly. And like Williams, it has such a beautiful, strongly centralized melody, and it has lots of lovely counter melodies going on underneath. Uh, so here's how it is, uh, the, the setting of it uh, at the end of uh, Link to the Past.
it can just take being like stretched and like pulled apart and orchestrated entirely differently um and still be this like great moving wonderful piece of music which going back to your john williams like star wars um idea the prequel the music in the prequels and the i mean the entire star wars saga but I think of it especially in the prequels, the way he like takes the themes from the original trilogy and like completely rearranges them. And so they all sound like of a piece and there are snippets that are familiar. But then if you like speed it up or slow it down or change the key, you're like, holy crap, it's this like piece of music that I'm so familiar with. And I totally get what you're saying um, listening to the end credits there. That this music is similarly yeah. versatile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's malleable. Mmm. And ductile. Ah. We can draw it into strings. Uh, should we listen to more of Katamari Damacy's uh, Lonely Rolling Star? Strings like music. Um, I'm going to... <laughs> uh, I'm going to pick up where we had uh, stopped before so we don't get like the same progression and we get more stuff. We'll let it keep going. We gotta get that chorus. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm glad uh, we let it like keep going there and through that like other like kind of breakdown section. Um, I think I enjoyed it a lot less hearing it explore itself more. Um, there's like the the part where like she's sort of like mumbling with it and like not really singing and I don't know so some of those some of the choices during that build up uh felt weaker to me uh than the like sort of strong statement of uh, of the piece from uh, earlier in the song. I think I agree. I think it felt a little too exploratory for its own good. I it reminds me for most of it, of like my favorite kind of pop music, which is that it is so catchy and so accessible, but 
just a little something kind of different or unique or idiosyncratic about it. And I think it totally threw catchiness, hookiness to the wind when it went into that kind of like yeah, it gets strange like, bridge. Yeah, like really esoteric and just like, mm-hmm. you're already digging the song, so it's going to get just strange here. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, I agree with you that it does that, but I think it is effective in doing so mm-hmm. in the same way that like in, uh, you have to have the Temple of Doom in order to appreciate The Last Crusade. You know, like you have to have the not weird... on most of my rewatches. <laughs> you frankly. know, you, you have to have like the weird diversions so that way when it comes back to that chorus, you're like, ah, yes, yeah, true. It's the uh, it's the A B Brinstar <laughs> argument. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying, but it does it loses me a little bit, and I I feel like it loses itself a little bit too. Uh, I think I know how I would like to vote. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to uh, jump in right away to make Mark be the deciding vote <laughs> if he would like to go first this time. Um, I, I, I don't think I would. I think this one's going to be a not, uh, unanimous, not anonymous. Uh, I'm voting, I'm voting anonymously. <laughs> I'm voting I will also be voting anonymously. <laughs> for the overworld theme from A Link to the Past. As will I. Uh, and a third person here, a third person here will also be voting for. Is that like, the mass magician? We've disguised his voice. <laughs> That's right. It's requests. me, the mass magician from the 2000s Fox Live TV We've specials. We've talked about it on this show really? before many times. <laughs> so he's canon. Yeah, he's canon. He rules. Let's uh, bring him back. That means going into the finals, we have. I love how simple these two pieces of music are. Uh, Love is in the air from Yoshi's Story and the overworld theme from The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Do we need to hear either of these pieces of music again? I feel like we know them at this point. I have found it helpful to hear them like in contrast to one another. So I wouldn't mind hearing a little bit of them again. All right. Here is Zelda. bring up um the other one yoshi show it its proper respect <laughs> we are going, sorry love is in the i'm pushing buttons over here greg you show the respect for me not for me but in my stead show uh, here at number two is love is in i'm blinking it up mark you tried no one gets to try with two completely different goals both so good yeah are these both composed by koji kondo they very well might be the overworld theme is is uh i'm I'm not sure about love is in the air um oh man i don't know what to do here i very 
strongly know how I'm going to vote. Very strongly. Yeah, it's kind of a, for me, it's kind of an easy decision. So here's the thing, that in this case, we are not voting. We must arrive at, at a, a decision, unanimous conclusion. Right, an anonymous conclusion. <laughs> an anonymous, well, I'll put on uh, uh, magician-ready disguises. Mm-hmm. And I'll we're be Masked show Magician, you... you'll be Chris Angel. That's right. You can be Teller. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to show you, uh, you know, a lot of mirrors, mostly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I was incorrect. Uh, so, overall theme is composed by Koji Kondo. Loves in the Air from Yoshi Story is composed by Kazumi Totaka. Okay. Um, so, since, uh, since this has to be unanimous, it can't be anonymous. Um, we <laughs> <laughs> it could be anonymously unanimous. I mean, but hold hold on. People won't know which podcast decides it (laughs) because if it's welcome to Doughboys today, we're uh, wrapping up. Uh, That was my Mitch. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, All right. Um, I think Greg, are are you pulling for the Overworld theme from the Legend of Zelda? Um, I think I agree with that. I love Love Is in the Air too. Um, but I I just think that the overworld theme is more uh dynamic it is more flexible um i want to hear it in every context forever um and i'm going to be on an awesome adventure while i do it i'm going to ride a horse even though that doesn't happen in link to the past i'm going to swing a sword i'm going to throw a boomerang i'm going to watch my uncle die in front of me and the whole thing is going to be awesome yeah it speaks to me to the sense of awe and wonder that i think the best Nintendo experiences give me. It, 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 it gives you that awe. It gives you that scope, but it still feels like brand new. It feels like opening your eyes every time you hear it. And I think uh, I think this is going to be a very drama-free conclusion because I'm also voting for the overall theme from A Link to the Past. And I think, you know, one of the reasons I chose Love is in the Air over Steam Gardens was a sense of, like, comfort and one of the things I love about the overworld theme is it does everything you described, Greg, and it also makes you feel safe. Yes. Where you're mm-hmm. just like, you are taken care of. You're going to go on this adventure, but it's a safe space. Right. You know? It's, and it's like, going to be all the best kinds of pretend scary. Right. Like like you're in the caves on Tom Sawyer's Island at Disneyland. Right? Like that, where you're like, it's dark and it feels like rock, but it's not really rock and your dad's right there. And <laughs> yes. like, you're going to be fine. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly like that. And so I... I, I love this piece of music. I think it is a perfect piece of music. Yeah. Uh, well, let's hear just a little bit of it one last time. Congratulations to the overworld theme from The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. You are the best piece of Nintendo music of all time. Dare I say definitively. I I dare say definitively. We put in a lot of work. Our listeners put in a lot of work. And we arrived at this conclusion together. And we're all still friends. All right. Let's close this out. Greg, thank you so much for oh, doing this with us. Thank you so much for having me. This was a true pleasure. Um, how do you feel about where we landed? Uh, really good. Me too. The I, idea of the Zelda theme being the best piece of Nintendo music is something I feel very good about. Yeah. 
that makes sense to me. How, Mark, just, how you feel? I, I feel great. I feel like it was, um, you know, like our final eight was a real grab bag. Yeah. But I think it really reflected the d- diversity mm-hmm. of like what Nintendo music means and can offer and like all the different feelings that it can give you. Um, so, but it was a circuitous path but I really think we arrived at like a great answer. Yeah. Uh, Greg, is there anything that you would like to plug? Oh, give me a, a dang follow on the social medias at Smith L Greg, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, check out my website, smithlgreg.com. You can see some stuff I've made. Uh, yeah, that's what I got. You directed a couple of videos that uh, came out this week, right? That's true. I did direct recently a Magic Mike parody with sketch group uh, 7th Grade, and I directed a Christmas music video called A Good Old Fashioned Christmas Brawl, which is a Western sort of fighting music video uh, with a very talented singer named Becky Sanders. Uh, so, and we can get all that on your website? Oh, heck yeah. Oh, heck yeah, you can get that all on the website. Uh, Mark, do you want to pl- <laughs> plug anything? <laughs> Uh, well, I'm, I do this podcast called Nintendo Cartridge Society. And where can people find that? <laughs> Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. There you go. Um, thank you for installing while I pulled up the uh, <laughs> how, how I wrap up the show, which I've done twice a week for the last two years. You'd think it'd be committed to memory, but I don't have it there. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, you can share it on Facebook or Twitter. It helps us out tremendously when you do that. You can follow Mark and I on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. The show is at Nincart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Greg, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, truly. Uh, Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apebetty.com or by listening right now. From my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying thank you for listening. folks, Sean Watkins here. I'm here to tell you about my podcast slash album called This Is Who We Are. That's right. It's a podcast and a record all rolled into one. Each episode features one song off the record paired up with a conversation with a guest who is related to that song in some way. Guests include Jackson Brown, Inara George, Kate Micucci, and the conversations aren't about these songs specifically. The songs just serve as sort of a topical springboard that hopefully will lend a little context to this new album of mine. Sort of like a modern day version of liner notes, only much more personal. The podcast and the album are both called This Is Who We Are. Check it out wherever you get your podcasts.